Welcome to the Movie Planet. This week, we're talking about 2018's Teen Titans Go to the Movies. With Joe. You guys are awfully immature for the Justice League. Do we look like the Justice League to you? And Steve. I recognize you now. You are the Guardians of the Galaxy! Uh, that's a different superhero universe. I am the insulted! Hey, welcome to the Movie Planet! Joining me is the Slade. To my Robin, Steve, welcome back. Yeah, that Slade sounded actually pretty good. <laughs> Slade! <laughs> You just need, like, the echo in the back. Yes. <laughs> if only I had that on my uh, soundboard that was, here. That was pretty good. Um, well, if you if you don't know, because you, you didn't see this movie when it was in the theaters, well, uh, I have nominated Teen Titans Go to the movies for the animated Pantheon. Now, before everybody asks, yes, I know this could go in the comic book Pantheon. Yes, I know it could go in the comedy Pantheon. I chose the animated one because I think it's got staying power there. The comic book Pantheon is pretty thick. It's well-established. It's well-established. And I don't think, based on a previous conversation, that this is getting an A from you. So it wouldn't be cracking the top seven. Hey, you know what? Anything's possible. Uh, but so I was like, you know what? As an animated movie, I looked at what was in there. I was like, oh no, this this can stay in here for a while. This will do well here. Uh, and I also maintain that if we were ever do uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, I would probably nominate it for the animated pantheon and not the comic book one. Well, I mean, based on what I see here, uh, it's going in the pantheon. Uh, well. Yes, it is. In some way, shape, or form, it is. Uh, so in this pantheon, we have seven movies. The first one is Spirited Away with a 93%. Toy Story 3 with a 93%. Toy Story 1 with a 91.8. Fantastic Mr. Fox with a 91.5. Toy Story 2, sorry, Steve, with a 90.4. And Toy Story 4, which you've got ranked the exact same grade for Toy Story 3 with an 83.8. I'm looking at this now. I'm the low man on Toy Story 2, and it's my favorite one. Yeah, 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 you are. Wow, that's yeah. actually surprising. Well, I'm sure you had your reasons for it being your favorite. What were your reasons? Oh, it's the, well, I, I think Josh will appreciate this because he kind of does the same thing as he tends to enjoy things that they're through his kids. Well, he also and, gave it an 88. Yes, that's why I'm still good with where I'm at. Even though, I mean, that's why it is better than Toy Story 3, which I do get a lot of flack for. I mean, this, I get a lot of flack for. I don't mean to pile on, but deservedly so. <laughs> the monkey, the monkey knocks it down a grade. The monkey knocks it, that, that, that monkey does everything. The monkey scares the crap out of me. Okay. All right. <laughs> See? Um, okay. So do you want to alter or change any of your grades from previous shows? No, I haven't had a chance to watch anything that's in there. Um, you, so, no, I'm actually good with where I'm at. Right I'm going to add that to my little docket list. Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, I did watch that. To talk about that later. I got a couple of things out there I want to pick your brain on. Uh, 
Well, <clears throat> now that we've found that business, let's get down to business. <laughs> we saved room for dessert. <laughs> this week we are talking about 2018's Teen Titans Go to the Movies, a movie made for about $10 million that brought in $52.1 million. That's not a lot of money for an animated movie in the summertime. And that's now. Yeah. Written by Michael Jelinek and Aaron Horvath, directed by Peter Ryda McHale and Aaron Horvath, music by Jared Faber. Uh, when you look, it opened July 27th. It's in the middle of summer. Kids are out of school. It's fucking hot outside. Let's go inside for some air conditioning. And would you believe it? In Teen Titans open up, and people would rather go see Hotel Transylvania 3 summer vacation than Teen Titans. Well, okay. And then I look at the number of theaters. It's almost a thousand more theaters at Hotel Transylvania is still it. So you, if you even that out, does it go above it? It could. Well, looking at the theaters, looking at the theaters, it was only in a hundred more theaters than Ant-Man the Wasp and it just got past that. And that was in its fourth week. I mean, it wasn't going to make a whole lot of bank because Mission Impossible Fallout came out that same weekend. That was $61 million. No, and that is like iconic for a summer release. Yeah. That's a summer blockbuster. Yeah, that, that's like a vacuum of money at the theaters, right? Went right to that movie. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I don't understand how, what happened with the marketing with this movie that no one went to go see it. Uh, but uh, even Mamma Mia 2. Mamma <laughs> Mia. A musical. <laughs> yeah. The Equalizer series. I haven't seen the second one. I've seen the first one. I like the first one. Yeah. It's it's old man Denzel doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, oh, what's that down there at number eight? Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Oh, we had a few things to say about that. Well, it was in its seventh <laughs> week. <laughs> um, now, I looked earlier to see what comic book movies book ended this so like before this movie what was the first comic book movie before this one and it was infinity war and then ant-man the really? wasp yeah oh okay so you're coming off those two and the next movie coming down the pipeline was venom they'll give everybody a movie that, that's it <laughs> except robin craven got one he's got the baby hens Oh, jeez. <laughs> starring, okay, it's rated PG, runtime, an hour and 24 minutes. This movie books. Uh, starring Scott Menvel as Robin, Jacob Jeffries as Robin's singing voice in My Superhero Movie, uh, Hinden Walsh as Starfire, Kari Payton as Cyborg, Tara Strong as Raven, Greg Sipes as Beast Boy, Will Arnett, the great Will Arnett, as Slade, sorry, as Slade. Chris, that better be a thing now. Kristen Bell. As Jade Wilson, Anna okay. from uh, Let It Go, yeah. or Frozen, yeah. whatever it was. Uh, Eric Bauza as Aquaman, Michael Bolton as Tiger. <laughs> Only no, yeah. You picked out his voice right away. It took, I, I had to think about it. I was like, that sounds like Michael Bolton. And I'm like, 
Holy crap it is. He has a very distinguished voice when he sings. Yes. Nicholas Cage is Superman. Greg Davies is Balloon Man. Halsey as Wonder Woman. David Kay as the trailer announcer. Jimmy Kimmel as Batman. Vanessa Marshall as Vault Voice. Phil Morris as Doomsday, the streaming device. Patton Oswalt as Adam. James Arnold Taylor as Shia LaBeouf. Little Yachty as Green Lantern, Will Wheaton as The Flash, and Stan Lee as himself in his only cameo in a DC Comics project. Was that Green Lantern or was, or is that, you're talking about Green Lantern. We don't talk about the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, you know, as soon as I saw that, li that, that line, I went, I know what kind of movie I'm in. I'm in. I'm all in. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that when yeah. you first saw this movie. I think uh, you called me like immediately after you saw this movie. <laughs> you need to see this. <laughs> According to IMDb, this movie had three taglines. The first one is, it's about courage, it's about action, it's the superhero movie to end all superhero movies. Hopefully. Now, mind you, DC is coming off of a bad run because the DC movie that came out before this was Justice League, the Joss Whedon one. I didn't mind it. It's fine. It, it didn't crack a billion, and that's an Avengers-level movie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what it was like, 999 No, it was like million? 700 million. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was a flop. Uh, the second tagline was, because if Aquaman can get a movie, anyone can. <laughs> I like that. And the third one, they can't save the world at all. <laughs> Well, if I had to pick one, it would best definitely be the second one. For me, it's the second one also, but I got a little fondness in my heart for the first one, just because it's like, at that point, you started to hear the words superhero fatigue start to come out. People started mm -hmm. talking about because Infinity War had just come out. We were depressed. We were going to get slit. We were just coming off of, oh, Jesus. Solo, a Star Wars story and Rise of Skywalker. Genre well, films. One of, those, one of those is an A, right? That not by anybody here. <laughs> Steve, do you remember seeing Teen Titans go for, to the movies for the first time? What did you think? Uh, yeah, the first time I saw it was about a week ago. Nice. Uh, actually, this might be the first time we nominated a movie, and I had not seen it. So I actually watched it on a Delta flight because <laughs> I happened to tap into the Wi-Fi, and the kids were sleeping, and was able to pound through this movie. And sitting there in a plane, laughing to myself, headphones on. It was good. How about you? Uh, for me, I saw it opening day. I see at that time. I, well, I still, I see every movie that's in theaters. Uh, I was expecting a movie that was going to be for little, little, little kids like Paw Patrol. Like you reread at one point for, for your boy. Uh, but as soon as the movie started, I was laughing my ass off. And I was like five people in the theater. It was, it, I'm just like, this is so lonely. How are people not here for this? What is wrong with you people? <laughs> because they probably thought the same thing you did. And are like, I yeah. don't want to bring my kids this. Plus, I mean, when you look back at the lineup, they were competing against... Um, Mission Impossible. Oh, well, no, not even... Not, uh, just kids movies. Oh, kids Hotel movies, yeah. Transylvania. Yep. Hotel Transylvania. You got Teen Titans. Incredibles, too. Incredibles I mean, is in the theater, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah, is. So, I mean, there's a handful of kids' movies to go see, two of them, you know? I mean, it's get what, a Disney and a Sony Pictures, okay. But 
Yeah, it had to actually a lot co- to compete with. If it only had that going against it, yeah. you probably would have done more. You probably would have had more. And of course, you had a Marvel movie in there, Ant-Man the Wasp. But I also think that if parents brought their kids there, you might actually see like a couple parents probably, yes, you're not watching this and pull their kids out. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Um, well, okay. Time for Inception to Perception. Let's see what the hell, how this movie, how this movie came to be that no one saw. Don't get on the set, get ready to shoot and then ask for rewrites. Studios do this crap all the time and they wonder why they end up with a shit movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Movie? You know, I hate the word movie. I don't make movies, I make films. In September 2017, Warner Brothers announced a film adaptation of the Cartoon Network series Teen Titans Go, scheduled for a July 2018 release, with the show's cast reprising their roles. A month later, the film's title and teaser poster debuted, and it was announced that Will Arnett, who voices Batman in the Lego Movie franchise, and Kristen Bell had joined the cast. In March of 2018, it was announced that musicians Lil Yachty and Halsey were part of the cast as Green Lantern and Wonder Woman, respectively, when Nicolas Cage revealed as Superman the same day. Cage himself was originally slated to portray Superman in Tim Burton's canceled Superman film, Superman Lives, in the 1990s. Jimmy Kimmel was announced to voice Batman in the film through an extended cut of the trailer, and that is all that there is on the making of this movie. Yeah, wow, that's short. To be fair, that's two paragraphs more than Bad Boys 2. Oh, really? The better of the bad boys. Nothing even. Wow. Okay. Jeez. I think we both agreed it was not the better of the bad boys. <laughs> really? I oh. think so. Yeah. Or we put it right there on the line. Like it's the line for action movies. Well, yeah. But I'll be looking forward for that one coming out. I mean, it would be so awesome. It would be so cool. It'd be the most. That's- incredible superhero movie the world has ever seen. <laughs> okay, let's get into this movie. Oh, yeah! We're so tough! Sorry, Justice League. You're too late. Our song was so sick, it took down Balloon Man. Sure it did. Since you came all this way, you guys want to hang? Yeah, well, we'd love to, but we got to get to Batman's movie premiere. <sighs> it's always been my dream to have my own movie. Well, it is important to have dreams, I guess. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, they only make movies about real heroes. I am a real hero. I even have my own superhero team. You guys are goofsters. You know, with the farts. Always cracking your jokes. You mean people think we're jokes? Why do you think there's never been a movie made about you? Well, has there been a movie about you? So many, and more to come. It took a while, but yeah, I have my own now. There was a Green Lantern movie, but we don't we don't talk about that. Problem is, you guys are never actually doing anything heroic. Man, please, that ain't true. What about that time we discovered that sweet diner? And they had that food? Oh, yes. It was most delicious. That wasn't even a crime, and you didn't save anything. This guy thinks we didn't save anything. We saved room for design. Titans, if you keep playing the fool, you'll never be seen as real heroes, only as jokes. Somebody saved me. Anyway, we gotta get going. Ta-ta! Is it true? Are we not the real heroes? Of course we are! We just took down Balloon Man! I believe we have a premiere to attend! Teen Titans, go! 
The movie starts with an animated version of the DC credits before all of their movies. It then cuts to a montage of flipping comic book pages from the New York, the new Teen Titans comic, referencing the Marvel Studios logo. <laughs> so they're just like, right away, mock everything. <laughs> yeah, I thought... I thought it was cool that they did the animated DC one. That was neat. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the Marvel comes on the screen. I'm like, why are they doing Marvel? <laughs> because that's what we're used to seeing. <laughs> but it's a DC movie. They already have kind of their thing. I was just like, okay. What I loved about this is it's going to take the piss out of everything. Like we all know, look, these movies, they're not realistic. It's a reason why we have a separate comic book pantheon. It's not going to compete with The Godfather. We're not looking for that kind of plot. But there's certain things that we just accept, like serum. We accept it. And this it, kind of tells everywhere. you, this basically points a finger at you going, you know you're accepting this, right? <laughs> Scrolls. Scrolls. Scrolls everywhere. Oh, fucking A. In Jump City... <laughs> The inflatable destroyer Balloon Man comes out of nowhere and starts destroying the city as well as robbing a safe from the bank. The police force can't stop him until the Teen Titans arrive. They even embarrass him by making one of his butts leak gas, which he denies it being a fart. <laughs> However, when he cannot figure out who they are and mistakes them for the Guardians of the Galaxy in Marvel, the Teen Titans jump into a rap song to explain themselves and become distracted, forcing the Justice League to intervene. Okay. Um... First, you know how I feel about hip-hop in my movies. Oh, you're a fan. I'm not a fan, but God damn it, I love this song. Little Yachty. I, well, Little Yachty did a remix of it, and I just listened to that, and I was like, yeah, it's the same song. Um, <clears throat> so this opening scene is eye candy when you're going through the city. Uh Every single sign for the stores in the background is a joke about the comics in DC. You have Zods. You're familiar. Yes. We have Lazarus Spa and Nails. You remember? Nope. The, okay. The Lazarus Pits in Batman. They resurrect you. What? They resurrect you. Oh. It's how Ra's al Ghul came back. Yeah, the Lazarus Pits. So it's a spa in nails. So that makes sense. Okay. Danny Street, which is a reference to Doom Patrol. There's an entire street that's a character in Doom Patrol. Oh. Uh, okay. Mr. Freeze pops. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Yeah. The Arrow Room, like it's a club. Mm-hmm. Body by Bane. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, what's funny about that one, Steve, is that later on when they're going through rubble at one of the sites, you see a boxing bag and it says body by Bane on it. It's like a, it's the oh, joke okay. that continued later on. Uh, you have August's computer repair. You see Queen's Tower, Oliver Queen's Tower in the background and Wayne Tower is like 40 feet taller. <laughs> okay. Oliver Queen is Green Arrow, right? Yes. Okay. There's a flag hanging, and it just has Rick's written on it. Rick Flag from Suicide Squad. Not a clue. Up and at, up. You know what's funny is if this was a Marvel movie, you would have gotten all of these. Uh, there's a pretty good chance I'm probably now more of a Marvel. I know more about Marvel than I do DC. Yeah. Uh, up and Adam in Lord Technology, which was Wonder Woman. Uh, Griddle Riddle. Mm -hmm. Wild Hats for the Mad Hatter. 
Yeah. Uh, Sinestrol's buns. <laughs> That's a good pun. I like that. <laughs> Endless fires. Apocalypse and lashes. <laughs> Ooh, that's another good one. Yep. <laughs> There's an ace chemical. There's a place called the Rorschach. And half of these are just in the background of the action. Yeah, I never saw a single one of these. Yeah. I missed them all. Like, I was pausing the screen going, okay, I got to write all these down. So this is probably, was this more enjoyable than seeing the collector and all of his stuff? Uh, Well, okay. Was it more enjoyable when I saw this, I knew what kind of movie it was going to be. This is going to be a take the piss out of the genre movie, which, okay, cool. You've established that. I mean, the collector one was more like, okay, you might see this later on in the movies. It exists in this world. Yeah. I mean, when you saw this in the theater, not knowing what kind of movie you were going into, did you notice a handful of these was like, what the hell's going on? Well, yeah, but you know me, when I see something like this, when it's, as soon as I see words on in the background, my eyes go straight to those. Cause I just want to see, yeah. okay, what does this mean? It's a lot like when you see news, uh, news reels in comic book movies on the screen, like in the background, there's a CNN thing going on. And if you read the Chiron on the bottom, that's usually something really cool that all of a sudden they hid in there. Oh, somebody told me to always pay attention to the TV if it's on a movie. Yep. Yeah. Like I believe it's in, uh, I think it's in man of steel. I'm pretty sure it's in Man of Steel. There's a TV in the background. This is before they decided to do Batman v Superman that shows uh, a score on the bottom of the Chiron. And it's the Gotham Knights versus the Metropolis, whatever. And that gave everybody a clue like, okay, Batman exists in this universe then. They've got Gotham. There must be a Batman. Yep. 30 seconds in and we see all the Titans' powers. It's efficient. Yeah. I, I mean... There's a lot of subtle fart jokes. That's and not, I know what kind of movie I'm in for. It's not so and, subtle. <laughs> well, I mean, and I enjoy the references to Marvel. Like, they think they're the gardens of the galaxy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I, Steve, I know you're a music person. We get song number one, which is the Go Teen Titan song. Now, you've watched the TV show. Is this reminiscent to the TV show at all? I don't, I don't know if I, if I've, okay, let's just pump the brakes and I've sat down and watched the TV show. My son, <laughs> once I feel, realized that he, that I say, Hey, you know, we're, I'm going to be, you know, doing Teen Titans go on the podcast. He goes, really? What's that? I'm like, well, let's turn on the TV show. He binged watch for on and off for probably four hours and just had it on. It was just on the TV in front, like he go away from it for a little bit, then come back and Daddy, can you watch it? I'm like, I don't care, you know. And I can't remember. I don't think it's. I think it's its own thing for part of this movie. The only song that you really hear is like uh, the ones that I can remember was one about waffles. And I knew I was waffles thinking, was supposed to be a big deal in this in this property. Yeah, that it's a that is a reoccurring joke between Cyborg and Beast Boy. Okay. In the TV show. Are the little hands also a joke in there? I haven't seen enough of the show to really know. You are a liar. <laughs> I am not. You are a compulsive oh, liar. <laughs> uh 
Caitlin, I, I mean, I don't know what to say. Have you watched this, Caitlin? Because it sounds like you're here. <laughs> who's the real nerd? <laughs> this is going to be a great podcast. I love, I love, I'm going to use all 40 of these. <laughs> you, I better hear them. Yeah. Um, okay. I know you're not a fan, but I love the Go song. It's goofy as hell. You can tap your toe to it. And thankfully, Lin-Manuel Miranda was not involved in this. Yes. No Aquafina jumping in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there's a couple of things that I noticed here. One, when Beast says animal, animal, he turns into the Muppet version of animal on the screen. Now, see, there's a lot of these things that I probably saw, but it just. It was going okay. so fast. It, it was going fast and I didn't even notice it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the main problem I have with this movie is that there's just a lot that's going on. It's too, it's, it's going to slow down for me for a little bit. I'm going to get a little Well, what I like about this is that <laughs> it mocks the fact that people will break into songs because the villain watches them dancing on the roof and just kind of walks away like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it does its own thing. <laughs> Well, that's what this movie does. It does a lot of mocking and making fun of. Yes. And it doesn't give you it doesn't give you the time to react to it. <laughs> it like doesn't really like, well, wait a minute. I don't know if I like you, you, you don't have time to take it personal if you're that type of person. Well, um, yeah. You just kind of yeah. you just kind of got to roll with it because next thing you know, it's that the, the script is already moving on. Yeah. So I, I and yeah, I, I do love the fact that it's just like kids are so easily distracted. Of course they would never notice. Like, oh, you don't know who we is. <laughs> you know? And they start their dance and the villain just kinda goes, kids, <laughs> walks away. And what I love is now the Justice League comes in. While they're having their little dance over here, the Justice League comes in and solves the problem for them. Oh, of course, the yeah. Justice League. So the Justice League criticizes the Titans for being childish, they're goofsters, and not taking anything seriously. And even though they try to prove themselves by telling the Justice League how they saved room for... <laughs> After buying burritos for... That should be number 43. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have another moment later on. Uh, the Justice League still brings up the fact that they do not have a movie of their own to prove their legitimacy. I love that conceit. Because unless you have a movie, no one's going to take your comic book character seriously. <laughs> All in the meantime, while they actually have their own movie, which is what we're watching. Yes. Uh, gotta, gotta love irony. Yes. Uh, th so <laughs> Superman, goes, Superman goes, yeah, they've made about 100 of them, my movies. Uh, they go to Wonder Woman and she goes, eh, it took some time, but they finally got around to it. And then it's Green Lantern. There was a Green Lantern movie. Uh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even the actual, it's just John Stewart who's actually coming up and saying this. Like, it's almost like the original Green Lantern can't even show his face. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and for this is where I see, I mean, they're going to take the piss out of the entire genre, but they respect the characters enough to keep certain things real in the real world there, like all the meta stuff. It makes sense, mm -hmm. man, of course, be like, of course I'm awesome. I got like 100 movies made about me. <laughs> and yeah. next summer, Steve is going to do four of them, maybe. There's certainly a possibility, dude. Yeah. There's nothing about this that feels mean-spirited. I guess that's what I'm getting at. It just feels like, eh, these are things worth looking at and laughing about. Oh, yeah. They're not really, they're not making fun of anything. It's just, I mean, I if they do, like, poke fun at something, there's quickly something after that that 
brushes it aside. Yeah. Like they're doing all these jokes towards like all the main superheroes and all of a sudden, you know, cyborgs lying. Um, saving room for dessert. I, I, let, like, no, Steve. I let me set like, you. Let me set set you up here. Okay. Okay. That wasn't even a crime, and you didn't save anything. You saved room for dessert. <laughs> that was. <laughs> that will like be a soundbite. <laughs> that was my first laugh out loud moment, and with him, I was raising my hands at the same time. Yeah. It was, I was like, okay. And I think I remember right after you saw this movie, you were talking about it and you mentioned this whole scene. And that's what kind of made me at the time buy into maybe seeing it. I still yeah. hadn't yet, obviously, but I was like, okay, this is not your typical type of movie. And I love, I love those kind of lines. Those, that, that quick whips, if I'm saying it correctly. Well, of the five teen Titans, who is your favorite teen Titan in this movie? Probably Cyborg. I like the fact that he has uh, his he has he has a lot of quick whips. You know, I like his character. Yeah. Um, I think he's one of the older Teen Titans, I guess per se. You got like Beast Boy. He's like the like big brother, the youngest. Yeah. 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 So I would take Cyborg. What? What? Who's your favorite? I think my favorite. After rewatching it as Starfire right now, just because she just seems so naive to the situation all the time. She's about to take on Balloon Man, and she just stops her and goes, "Kitties!" and just starts talking. To them. It's like she's destroying them, but it's out of love. <laughs> yeah, but she takes everything literally. Absolutely, she's the Drax of the team. Yes, yes. Uh, but I have a special place in my heart only when Robin is super confident. Robin at his super confident is the douchiest Teen Titan. <laughs> oh, he has the biggest ego. Oh, yeah. Now, who's your least favorite? Because mine is Beast Boy. I would probably have to say Beast Boy. I like Raven. Raven's Raven's cool. Um, I like yeah. Cyborg. I like Robin's okay, but maybe, I don't know. Probably a toss-up between Robin because of his ego, but Beast Boy just because, eh. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was better in Titans, the TV show. I vaguely remember. Well, no, I do remember the first season. I never saw the second season. Okay. The Titans resolved to head to the premiere of Batman again. <laughs> Great title. <laughs> Where, due to not being on the list, sneak in through Raven's portal and replace the challengers of the unknown by tossing them into another portal conjured by Raven. During the trailers for other upcoming films, Robin humiliates himself after assuming that there will be a movie about him and is laughed out by everyone, causing him to wail and runs out of the theater, which makes his friends sympathize him. At the rest of the team's suggestion, Robin resolves that in order to get a movie made about him and the Titans, they need an arch nemesis. Raven has to be the most powerful of the bunch. Um, she's like, it goes kind of with what they did in the TV show. She's all part of the very, very dark arts. Yeah. Um, they can seriously, they they can seriously just teleport anywhere. And she's always forgotten about. It, she's always forgotten about. Yes. And what I love is that it's such a comic book trope to have someone who can solve all the problems just like this. 
<laughs> oh, I'll just make a portal. And I love that they keep calling back to it whenever they have to solve a problem. It's like Superman. It's like, what are we going to do? Well, Superman, just take care of this shit. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, I love that the Robin steps on Adam <laughs> and then wipes his foot. <laughs> well, that's Adam's fault for being so small. <laughs> Who are you wearing? Plastic man. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay challengers of the unknown that's a deep cut i i love the pun that they'd use mm -hmm. um because they're easily forgettable and very replaceable clearly they wiped out the challenge of the unknown just to get in the movie theater are they a real thing they are a real thing they are a real thing in fact let me do i have it here Challengers of the Unknown. Like, do they have like their own comic book series? Yes, they did. Uh, oh my gosh! So it was, uh, nineteen fifty-seven. DC Comics. Uh, some have claimed that Kirby reworked the basic concept of the series with Stan Lee in nineteen sixty-one to create the Fantastic Four. So they're a they were, they were a template for FF, yeah. Uh, this movie is already giving us more Easter eggs and member berries in the collector's room in Guardians of the Galaxy, and we're only 20 minutes in. <laughs> just that, the, the Jump City scene alone just yeah. gave you a plethora of them. So Jade Wilson jumps on the stage, the typical movie production head. Everyone gets a movie. Just make that money. And I loved when you saw the background, when you saw all the different uh, titles. I'm just thinking to myself, that's a Kevin Feige presentation. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, that's uh, Disney 24 or whatever he- D24? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Alfred gets a movie, the car gets a movie, and the belt- which it's a cheap joke, but it works because of how serious it takes itself. And they got yeah. the movie trailer guy to, uh, to do the trailer. Yeah. Cause they always talk about how fancy his belt is, you know? Yes. And of course, because every single, single hero needs a nemesis. And when you think about it, they don't have one. If they don't, if they don't have no, one, they aren't in your top 10 guaranteed. I, yeah. And I think from the, on the TV show, from what I've seen, they don't really have a, there isn't a reoccurring nemesis. Either. Right. So you get Lex Luthor, who everybody knows. We get Sinestro, who sadly everybody knows because of that movie, even though I claim that movie's better than people think it is. And we get the, the Rainbow Raider? One of these does is not that a real. So he's not real. No, he is real. So he is a villain. The Yeah, he's the Flash's villain. People, well, then he belongs then. The rainbow? No. Well, because it, Lex Luthor, it's like, oh, okay, that's badass. And then there's Sinestro. Yes, Sinestro. And then it's Rainbow Raider. It doesn't sound good. good. It sounds ridiculous. You made that sound really good. I'm like legitimately terrified now. The Rainbow Raiders. Might have to do a villain's analysis on that. Do you want to do the, you know who the Rainbow Raiders uh, actual name is? His actual name is Roy G. Bivolo.
That's great. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. His abilities. <laughs> Special Go goggles allow projection of hard light rainbows for travel or attack. Can alter people's emotions by coating them in certain colors. Could you pull this off today? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You don't think so? You don't think so? That would that would not go over re- very well. Yeah, but uh, couldn't have seen that in the Flash movie. You must be loving all this. I mean, I feel like this movie has it has the potential to be really, really great if you get all these references. I mean, I think... You are absolutely it right. Re- it does make it rewatchable, but I guess I'm just your normal fan, and I feel like I wanna, I'd have to rewatch it multiple, multiple times and pay attention to it. I feel like this could be a good movie to have on in the background, but like your initial two views, if unless you don't know a whole lot of these things, a lot of it's just going over your head and you're like, I feel like I'm being left out in, in the open. But then again, there was only five people in your theater. So I guess there's not many people who are actually getting it. Well, they were going to see Transylvania three. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also I'll say this. I've obviously, we just, we just, I say, keep saying we just got done, but we, we did a quite the journey in Marvel. If we had done a Teen Titans movie, but it's the Marvel version, you'd get all of these because we just saw all of that. I, I'm i getting all of this because I watched most of the WB shows. I watched, yeah. I've watched every DC movie that, that's ever been made. And I've played the Batman Arkham games. Yeah. You know, that's where, that's where all my knowledge comes from. I haven't read any of the comics, anything where I'm like, okay, that's gotta be something like the rainbow Raider. I knew that I'm like, they didn't just like make something up. This must've been pulled from something. When I looked it up, I was like, <laughs> 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 they put that next to Lex Luthor and Sinestro. <laughs> Roy G. Bivolo. <laughs> Who all I hear is Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, nearby, Slade breaks into Star Labs to steal a crystal. The Titans arrive and attempt to stop him, but he defeats them by using his mind power, no, mind manipulation, <laughs> which in actually, actually are just child childish illusionary tricks, and makes off with the crystal, but not before telling the Titans that they are jokes. Uh, the guards... <laughs> The guard says, the Justice League will stop you. And Slade goes, sorry, my pathetic friend, but the Justice League won't be coming because they're watching a movie. And as considerate moviegoers, I'm sure they would have turned off their mobile devices. Unlike some people. <laughs> Points at the audience. That was great. <laughs> that was great. I really like that too. <laughs> <laughs> they, so he picks up the Ditronium Crystal, the perfect plot device. And it actually is a MacGuffin. It's a plot device. <laughs> I would, it would, it would, cool would have been if instead of like the tronium crystal, if they had, if they recalled it, like something with MacGuffin in it, you know, oh, that would have been, if they had done that, that would have been even better. I would have texted JC right away. <laughs> 
So they run into yeah, I just thought of that. yeah, they run into Deathstroke and they think he's Deadpool. <laughs> well, common, they look exactly the same. So one's you know orange and blue, and yeah, one's red and black. Deadpool came second, Deathstroke came first. But even better, Cyborg throws his hand around and goes, "Look into the camera and say something inappropriate." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we get there, Slade montage. I thought he was supposed to be Deathstroke. So I was really confused why they called it why, why he was called Slade. I didn't get that. Well, they don't. I, don't I just thought that was a make fun of Deathstroke. No, he's really Deathstroke, but we're just going to call you Slade instead. Well, okay, they never actually call him Deathstroke in the in the movie. I believe they just call him. No, Slade. they don't. Yeah, and Slade yes. Wilson. Slade Wilson. His moniker is Deathstroke. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you don't need to know that for this movie. So there you go. Well, but they just made this huge like. They made this huge deal about being called Slade. Like they made it seem like it was something more than what it is. Like I feel like I should know something. But well, that's the thing is, I don't know. You, you here's the thing. You picked up on that. That's exactly what you're supposed to pick up on because it's not like it was Sinestro. It's just like Slade. Like if it had been like Bert, that'd be even better. Bert. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought it was just okay. It's just a a funny name as opposed to. But then there's actually some meaning behind it. Slade Wilson was actually Deathstroke. I just, I I didn't know any of that. So, yeah. And Um, just like you said earlier, again, if you've dived into all of these properties, you're getting all mm -hmm. of this. And like, Caitlin, would you do this? That does sound like a lot of work. Sounds like you got to shave your legs a lot. Okay. (laughs) Uh, His mind manipulation is the rubber pencil. (laughs) <laughs> it's the removable thumb and it's what's that over there <laughs> I never understood how to do the removable thumb put your hand up bend your thumb over in this one you you put your thumb in between these two wait no, my mind's not working <laughs> oh then you put it on top like this I still it and you move it it's like a Little nub, but doesn't my fingers are <laughs> looks my good. bones don't function correctly. Like my fingers, like my knuckle bones, they're all messed up. There'll be no magic for you, my friend. What no, think- I'm I'm good with it. No. So, what do you think about his, his mind manipulation? <laughs> well, it's I can really appreciate, and finally, there's glorification to all the dad jokes. And that's exactly what these are. These are just dad jokes. Nailed it. <laughs> Agreed. Thank you, Caitlin. Yeah. Okay. Dude, when Robin is using his grappling hook and just looking sad as it lowers him, I'm laughing even harder now. Like, he's just like... (laughs) (laughs) And from there, we get another musical montage. This time, they're going to mock the Lion King. I'm trying to think of this in my head and I can't picture it. This is when uh, Batman takes baby Robin and holds him up in the air like this for everybody. Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) Introducing Robin to the world. Yes. And then like, he's not a superhero. And Batman just drops him. 
The next day, a distraught Robin is asked by Beast Boy to come into the living room to show them a movie that they had made for him. It's all stop motion and ugly. Robin turns it off prematurely after proclaiming his dream of having a movie about him, and the Titans agree to head to Hollywood to make it happen. Oh, there's the baby hands again. <laughs> and I'm just like, what a great movie the Teen Titans made. That's that's adorable. It is. That's what I thought when I saw this. I have a feeling this is going to come up again. Yeah. It just, it just had that feeling in the back of my head, and it's like, there's something homemade for Robin that they did for him. And I, I don't, he, obviously, he didn't appreciate it then, you know, but, you know, it might come back later. Well, there, there's a lot of things that happen at the beginning of this movie that come back later on, which is brilliant. Like, even the opening montage where they're doing the, the Go Team Titans thing, that comes back later on. And it's like, yeah. now they're actually powerful doing the exact same moves, and it matches the song. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little, they're more in tuned as a team. Uh, we get song number two, upbeat, inspirational song about life. <laughs> so generic, so fucking cheesy. And it's one big setup for a great joke for adults. <laughs> this is a brilliant bait and switch because that's Michael Bolton right there singing. And then they run over the sax playing tiger. <laughs> And I remember the few of us that were in there were laughing hysterically at that point. It was, well, at first I was listening to this and I'm like, that sounds familiar. I'm trying to go back. And I was like, I grew up listening to a lot of Michael Bolton from my mother. And I'm like, that's Michael Bolton. Yep. And then I go, you know what? It's another song. I'm good with it. If this, Crash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if this isn't Michael Bolton, it's forgettable. Yes. Well, okay. Uh, You're right. You needed the voice in there also to make it work. Uh, he has one of those voices you would think would be like in an after school commercial singing something about like this. I think I his dad's you. a cop. Run. <laughs> 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 I just didn't get it. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm just an idiot. Just they just, like, the Teen Titans, the heroes of the movie, just performed a hit and run. That's fucking funny. <laughs> it's dark it, it humor. Was very, it was very dark. It was very dark. I'm like, this is a kid's movie. Yeah. No, it's a kid's property. It's a movie for all ages. <laughs> <laughs> as we will see later on. Uh, upon arriving, they once again must sneak in and run into director Jade Wilson, who is responsible for all the superhero movies being made. She turns down the Titans' request to be in a movie, but explains that the only way she would make one about them is if they were the only superheroes in the world. Can't get in, portal. <laughs> I've always enjoyed and respected the reoccurring subtle jokes. I do too. Uh <laughs> But here, the movie really makes you appreciate how many properties Hollywood has made from comic books. When they go to the Warner Brothers lot, you see everything. You're like, go, they have made a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. And this was a, uh, obviously, until you know the twist at the very end. Um, this is her little, this is a clue, you know, get mm -hmm. rid of all the superheroes. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> and for some reason, Stan Lee is in this also. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> 
This is one of his last cameos. And it's in a DC movie. When I first saw this, I took this two I took this two ways. I felt like they were respecting him. Yeah. As like a comic book founder pioneer. And then I felt like they were disrespecting him because he's in every comic book movie. But, but by then that, you told me that he was actually a part of all this. So yeah. But by that standard, also, then you'd say that every cameo he makes is disrespecting him because he's in every comic book movie. I think this this felt like it called it out more. Of course it did, because whenever he shows up on the screen in Marvel, we all go, "There it is." There, yeah, everybody, you're, you're everybody does forward. that. Yeah, you're looking forward to seeing him. This one's just like, oh, he's in this one, even though he doesn't belong in here because it is DC. Right. That's why I feel like they're making fun of him because he doesn't belong in this one. <sighs> they're not making fun of him. It's just, they're making fun of the audience because Stan Lee literally grabs the camera and points at Ram and goes, hey, everybody, it's me, Stan Lee. Remember me? It's like, yeah, because every person in the audience can sit there going, is that fucking Stan Lee? <gasps> okay, good, he's called himself out, awesome. <laughs> like, that's the joke. <laughs> yeah, the, the joke is I think that they're making fun of the fact that he's in everything. And we get, okay, my favorite song of the entire thing is my superhero movie uh and i'm not gonna play the song i have the lyrics here oh you have to play i can't even think about it in my head right now really i can't think crack an egg on it so awesome. it would be so cool it would be the most incredible superhero movie the world has ever seen the screens would light up Real explosions and special effects Like tons and tons of special effects My super sweet cape would be special effects <laughs> Cause it's my movie, my movie, my superhero movie It's all about me, yeah, it's all about me It's all about me and it's all about me <laughs> This ego takes a huge turn Oh yeah, the lyrics on this, it says They'll be lining up to see it, okay no longer a sidekick. No, that's not me. Picture my booty up in 3D. Because <laughs> everything's got to be in 3D, Steve. No, unfortunately. Uh, let's see. I'll have the most impressive, cool, and scary, big, mean, hairy adversary. Uh, I'd have an alter ego. I'd be a billionaire standing tall with adult size hands. <laughs> yeah, they changed his hands. They changed everything about him. But then there's a scene, there, okay, this is my favorite part of it. It goes, and I'd have my own hero music too. It'd go, bum, 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 boom. And it would play every time that I entered a room. And then I'd <laughs> I'd say my sweet and ominous catchphrase. Crack an egg on it. Caca! <laughs> I hear that caca. You know who I think of, Steve? Remember oh. Diego? Yes. When we were the Falcons yes. at Golden Gate, his thing was caca. <laughs> wow. That's a deep cut right there. Yes, Diego, if you're <laughs> listening, we love you, buddy. <laughs> Hope you and Jocelyn are doing well. Okay. The, <laughs> the Titans briefly take her word seriously by going back in time to prevent the origins of other superheroes, but only end up ruining the future, forcing them to go and undo their blunder. Uh, Steve, you can't not like this scene. No, out of the entire movie, this is my favorite scene slash, it's almost a montage. Oh, yeah. Of everything that they do to put things 
to get rid of the superheroes, but then to put up to put them all back to. Like if you and were to interrupt I've, their origins, this is how you would interrupt them. Oh yeah, and I, I agree with it. And I was I was explaining all of this to Jamie as like <laughs> on the whole darkness of you know, I think it was when they were putting the superheroes back and how they just push. Oh, that, I was like, that is very. That's like one of the darkest things. That, oh, Amazon there. <laughs> Amazon's here. But the part that I like the best about this is okay. I am official. I have officially in my pantheon of composers put Alan Silvestri as number one. What above yes. Will above John Williams? Above John Williams. Yes. We just did above the indie John series, Steve. I understand that, and I. I mean, Back to the Future. The anything that's Marvel, a real hero. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I I I I get more goosebumps out of that. Granted, last night I found in my Google Drive the Last Crusade podcast. Oh, and they were playing a clip, and it was that Indiana Jones Grail music. Yes, and I sh I shuddered, and I had to turn it off because it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Wow, you could so. you couldn't wait for that to be released, could you? No, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what did you think about the whole montage of putting them back? Okay, here's what I love about it. Or taking them out. Here's what I love about it, because I feel like anytime that I've seen these movies with girlfriends in the past, it's always like, well, why didn't they just do this? Why didn't they just do this? And this movie basically says, okay, we'll just do this, and this is what's going to happen. So they go to Superman's planet. And they stop it from blowing up by playing the crystals to save the planet because the kryptonite crystals are what the problem was on the planet. All they needed was somebody to play music on them? Well, no, but they had to manipulate the crystals. And for some reason, rave music was the way to go with this. So they turn it into, they basically take the Teen Titans and turn them into the Jersey Shore, which I was like, well played. Uh, they save Wonder Woman by taking her lasso. So she runs away crying and Aquaman, they throw a soda pop plastic wrap into the water and it chokes him. That was funny. But then the one I was like, oh, Steve's going to love this. They turn the turtles away from the ooze to go back in the sewer. Uh, that's an easy fix. You know, it makes sense. I was not expecting to see that in this movie at all. Yep. D and Turtles are not DC. That was another thing. They'll just bring everything in. Yeah. They save Batman's parents from being killed by diverting them from Crime Alley to Happy Lane. <laughs> yeah. And when they, when they put it to it like that, it's like, you idiots. Why would you go down that alley? Right. Right. And so they return back. And the world is in chaos. We see the Joker and Harley Quinn. You see Lex Luthor shaving people's heads to be bald also. Uh, these are very childish jokes, which we get it. They're funny. It's too bald people. I wasn't offended by that part. Uh, <laughs> but they realize the world's gone to shit. So they have to reverse all of the things they just did. And in doing so, they cut off the plastic wrap from Aquaman. They give Wonder Woman her lasso and they place a double dutch with it. Superman, they let the planet blow up. <laughs> and then Batman, it's so dark because rather than diverting them down Happy Lane, they push them into Crime Alley, 
But before doing so, I think it's Raven throws the pearl necklace around Martha's neck and then shoves her in. <laughs> and you see light and then you're back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Steve, as Renee, an adult, did you enjoy that scene? As an adult? Yes. Unfortunately, yes. I felt terrible that I enjoyed that scene. Um, when they reversed the superheroes, that I, I was that okay. So they went back in time again. Yes. And I just thought of this. Why didn't they run back into themselves trying to prevent all this? So to be fair, Steve, you think this is a thinking movie? <laughs> I mean, now that I'm stopping to think about it. <laughs> because that's not I, how time works. That's not what Back to the Future taught us. Ah. Uh, wait, it's just a multiverse. Okay. Um, there you go. You, you solved the problem. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to, listen, I wasn't going to give you an answer. I was going to sit there going, I liked it. It's for seven year olds and up. <laughs> it's, uh, they're, they're, they're scrolls. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they're scrolls. Um, but, yeah. But when they push them down the dark alley, I, well, uh, yeah, they put the necklace on her to make them do that. But I think you hear, uh, or at least you see a flashes and a couple gun pops go off too. <laughs> if they would have just put them down the alley and then that's it, no, they went a step further and you hear them actually get shot. I was like, that was way too much over the line. As an adult, it was funny. Yes, it was. it was very, very dark. <laughs> Look, any kid who loves Batman knows how Batman became Batman. That's what Batman is. Everybody knows. It, little kids know how Batman is Batman. My nephews know his parents were killed. No, I'm not disagreeing with that, but they're... The Teen Titans are murdering them, putting them in a situation where they do get killed. Okay, is that murder? They're forcing it. Or is it looking Forcing. the other way? It's murder. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. Okay, Slade next arrives at Wayne Tech to infuse the crystal's power, and the Titans arrive to stop him, this time putting up an actual fight. They secure the crystal, but Slade escapes, resolving to split Robin from his teammates. Will Arnett is such a brilliant voice actor. Uh, he does the Batman voice. He does, you know, obviously he's Slade in this, but he has a voice that's just made for cartoons. Well, I mean, they're one. They're almost kind of one of the same. They're that dark, raspy voice. So yeah. yeah, he does a good job. Like whenever I, when I do hear or see him in any other like live action properties, like he was in the, the newer Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm like, yeah, that's Batman. Right, right. You hear his voice <laughs> and you just think he's Batman. Yeah. Uh, this is actually a pretty well choreographed fight for an animated movie. I love that as soon as Raven gets the crystal, she uses her portal to bring it back to HQ. Type the Teen Titans theme song in, number pad, store it. Normally we'd sit there going, if she can make a portal, why hasn't she gone back to do this? She does it. That's true. Yeah. It's already in a safe spot. And, and right. I, I, as soon as that happened, I was like, all right, it's over. They won. They won. And, and I love that Beast has a thing for Raven now after she saves him. 
just all of a sudden a little crush on him. Yeah, they could have used a portal here to save them, but then you don't get the dynamic between Beast and Raven. Yeah. You know? Uh, I th- I think you and I are destined to do this forever. That line is straight from the Dark Knight. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, it's what Slade says right before he leaves Robin. <laughs> And there's another line in this that's a callback to a DC movie. Uh, the next day... Oh, I'm sorry. What did you think about this fight? This cyborg's head flying all over the place and Beast is a squirrel and... I mean, it, it was a great way of showing everybody's powers. Yeah. Um, but they, they kind of did that in the beginning. Um, but the, I think the thing that just stuck out the most and I couldn't get over was the fact that, yeah, Raven took the crystal and got rid of it right away. I'm like, all right, well, this is done over with made me think why are fights so drawn out in other movies now <laughs> when they could just solve the problem here portal <laughs> like <laughs> exactly she can i mean <laughs> it's a lot it's it's almost like a lot of these things that you see after these movies come out like one of them i think i remember seeing is why doesn't dr strange just use his little whirly thing and just cut off the gauntlet god i was gonna say something i was like if i bring this shit up i don't have to deal with it but you have to bring it up <laughs> Well, anyway, <laughs> you're right. You know what, Steve? You're right. Because that was an Infinity War. We should knock Infinity War down to a B. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next day, Jade invites the Titans back to Hollywood and announces that she will be making a movie about them due to their recent fight with Slade. Okay, so they're on the movie set. I believe this is when we see the Superman versus Batman fight. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and then they, Robin has shown them around the set, and there's a prop bathroom that every Titan shits in. That's just... <laughs> you made I don't a, know what to think during this. This was just like... You made a poopy I, in my bathroom. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a poop joke. That's all it was. Uh, and Shia LaBeouf shows up. <laughs> he's playing Slade in Robin's movie and they beat the shit out of him anyway. <laughs> you know, and I guess I just wasn't, I, I, I shouldn't say I wasn't paying attention because I was, I was watching this on my phone. Yeah. All by, you know, I was, everybody was out, but I just completely missed it. This was Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Uh, when Robin is giving a tour of the premises, Raven, Beast Boy, Starfire, and Cyborg venture out and cause mischief. And we get the shenanigans song. <laughs> Yeah, which is just the word shenanigans over and over again. But there are some there, there are some funny shenanigans that do, and there's some dark ones like when they pop the Aquaman pool, and you see his eyes start to pop out because he's running out of oxygen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gene Hackman's real estate scheme—that's from Superman: The Motion Picture. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's 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 that's, right. Lex, that's Lex Luthor's plan. Oh yeah, just real estate. Yeah. Like, yeah, see again. I... But this movie was so pre-pandemic because it was like there are jokes in this that are funny then, but because of how forward thinking it was, it feels prophetic in how we've consumed all these superhero movies now. Because after this, that's when Marvel just like shit out a slate of eleven properties in one year. You know. They did. DC basically just closed their box and ran away. Uh, yeah, they, they do. They couldn't compete with Endgame. Right. And you know what? Kudos to DC for just, hey, you know what? 
you do your thing. And then Marvel just destroyed themselves. And but, now DC's coming back. But consider this, being pre-pandemic, okay? They're on the Warner Brothers lot. Now at the time, Warner Brothers and DC had just connected. They were like, okay, we're gonna be in league together. The pandemic hits, and what does Warner Brothers do with all their releases that they were supposed to have in theaters? They put them all on HBO Max HBO. for streaming first day. Yeah. That's the doomsday device. It's to put all the properties in everybody's homes first day it's out. This movie Excellent. predicted this. <laughs> or did they predict it or was it just subtle hint of what they were gonna do? Could have been both. <laughs> <laughs> Was Warner Brothers behind the pandemic? Call in now. Let's find out. <laughs> uh, they find a doomsday machine that is heavily guarded. Cyborg tries to destroy it with a rocket shot from his back, only to have the rocket thrown away by Superman, who belittles them as goof-offs and thinks they won't be able to get past him. Raven declares that she and the three others are going to destroy the device as the four defeat him by sprinkling and spraying kryptonite to give him a kryptonite party. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so dark until Jane and Robin arrive as Cyborg kicks the fate of Superman away. Robin is Rob Robin is astonished by the assault of Superman, claiming he's a national treasure because Nick Cage was in National Treasure. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I, Steve, the writing in this is so clever. <laughs> that's I I that's one of the most clever movies written that I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> so Robin is astonished by the assault of Superman, but his four friends still doubt Jade. However, she convinces Robin to believe her by explaining that Doomsday is just a terrible acronym for a new streaming service, which stands for digitally ordering online movies streaming directly at you. Or HBO Max. This? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. I don't think they did this. I don't. There's no coincidence. <laughs> there is no coincidence because I think they did this on purpose because they knew that's what was going to eventually happen. This was two years before it. I. You don't. I. They knew what was going to happen. Steve, they this is so like when people show you things like The Simpsons predicted like 40 years ago in their show that are happening today. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. She resolves to drop the rest of the Titans from the film and make it solely about Robin, since she reckons them as jokes, which he accepts as it means achieving his dream, even though he sheds some tears, much to the consternation of his team. They wish him luck, and Starfire even gives him a hug before departing. Uh, <laughs> this smells of the fish. <laughs> Thanks, Starfire. <laughs> uh it's, it, she is the Drax. She is the Drax. Uh, and we get the movie-making montage, and it is so ridiculous and so accurate. <laughs> it is, because that's what they do. They totally, completely change all the characters. They make him buff. He's no gotten. He doesn't have any more baby hands. He's got real <laughs> hands. Um, you know, you, you even mentioned earlier, it says every movie's 3D now. Yes. You know, so... <laughs> Uh, Robin Robin finishes making the movie and enjoys a lot of his fangirl's admiration until he sees a little girl's picture of him and his friends. Scrolling through the memorable photos in his communicator, he begins to miss them, though Jade tells him to carry on with one last shooting. See, it's about the team, Robin. It's about the team. It's about family. 
That's all. But during a scene where he interacts with the Titan Tower door panel, a light falls and knocks him out. He awakens and finishes the scene where Jade reveals that they are in the tower for real and that she is actually Slade himself in disguise. I mean, this is so obvious. Yeah, I totally buy it. I know what movie I'm watching. They understood the assignment. Slade Wilson is Jade Wilson. What? <laughs> yeah, I well again, I totally missed it because they yeah. I didn't know it was Slade's last name. Like, and I was trying to think, did they ever mention Slade Wilson? They all? never say Wilson at the end of his name. But the people There's, that understood who his character was, either from watching Arrow or anything like that, they got that right away. But if you didn't, then it's a super twist. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. It was a twist to me. I had no idea. I was like Oh, but it was it was a twist that made sense. So is it really a twist? Well, I mean, twists make sense. If it's if it doesn't make sense, then it's a plot hole. <laughs> well, it was a predictable twist, is what I meant. I guess is what I meant to say. It was a predictable twist. So <laughs> and, is it really a twist? And then Steve revealed he was a ghost. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, Slade gets the crystal back and plans to use it to control the world, having made numerous superhero films so that they would be too busy to stop him. Before leaving, a captured Robin to die by setting off the tower ablaze. Thanks to his baby-sized hands, Robin escapes the burning tower in the nick of time, but after he resurfaces from the ocean, he can only watch his and his friend's home being destroyed. He then calls his friends back, who gladly join to take out Slade. Get all the superheroes to be distracted by the movies they're in. They don't have time to protect their cities. That's a clever plot. <laughs> it is. That's that is a classic, you know, supervillain thing. It almost reminded me of ooh. Uh okay. So the running joke of Robin's baby hands actually ends up being a benefit for Robin as he escapes the tower because of them. This has gotta be. Maybe it is in the TV show because I don't think they ever in any other Robin property they really make fun of his hands. It's got to be just in this TV show. I mean, it could be a reoccurring joke. I have no idea. It's probably a but joke because the animators couldn't draw hands properly, so they just started making fun of it. <laughs> kind of like Deadpool. You've heard the joke about his artist and how about his artist can't draw feet properly? Oh, no. Yeah, there's a scene in Deadpool 2. <laughs> where he makes a joke about the fact that you never see my feet because, you know, they can't get that right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, the Teen Titans are a very, very forgiving to Robin. Yes. They're true friends, I guess. They're, they're few and far between these days, which made this seem a little unreal. But they're very, they're, they are, these are true, true friends. So and it was, it was kind of, it was, it was heartwarming to see that. And this no. is this is the bungee jumping from being an adult to being a child. Because as a child, you have problems in your TV shows and they're resolved in about 20 minutes. Yeah. So there you go. Well, yeah, that, that's how long it, yeah, yeah, for your TV show. Yeah. Uh, okay. While the Titans unmask him at the premiere of Robin, the movie, Slade unleashes the crystal's power and takes control of all the heroes who chase down the Titans. Robin goes after Slade while the rest of the team leads off the heroes. Although this results in their car getting crashed, Raven manages to teleport the brainwashed heroes into the universe where the challengers of the unknown being sent to, causing the innocent challengers to be attacked by those heroes. 
I mean, again, she's got the ability to use a portal. Just get rid of them all. And she does. Uh, what'd you think? You heard the Batman 89 music when Batman's go, doing his thing. Mm-hmm. When he, he doesn't stop, you know? And I've always cartoons into a, a motorcycle. The motorcycle turns into a unicycle. The unicycle turns into a jetpack, I think. And then it turns into Alfred. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's wow. got it all. Batman doesn't stop. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I liked that whole montage. Uh, Robin then attempts to destroy the gem by tossing a bomb. Take a seat back. T- tossing a bomb only for Slade to catch it and throw it away. Having no choice, Robin has to have close combat with Slade, but Slade takes the advantage and by damaging the rope of Robin's grapple hook, manages to cause Robin to fall into a place full of screens that soon play the movie about him. In the beginning, Robin hopes to refrain himself from watching them. However, when the Titans arrive and destroy the screens, Slade has already used his new power to control Robin by forcing him to watch his own movie and tells him to attack his friends. And if you noticed, he's quoting the superhero movie song to Robin when he's getting him pumped up to fight his friends. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. It would be so awesome. It'd be so cool. <laughs> um, Slate, let's see. However, Beast Boy and Starfire try to stop him, but to no avail, as he violently kicks Beast Boy, much to Raven's concern, and uses his staff to electrocute Starfire, who screams in agony before tossing her away. As the four are being cornered, Cyborg inserts the tape of their homemade movie to show Robin the rest of it. At first, he still believes that they regard him as a joke, but when he sees how they credit him for bringing them together as a team and regard him as a true hero, Robin comes to his senses and Slade then becomes a giant robot, then telling them that there was no way they would defeat him and farting, dancing, and annoying him with their waffles wouldn't work. And you cut to Cyborg and he has a stack of waffles he pushes out of the screen. (laughs) Oh, see, I missed that. And I was looking for the damn waffles too, the whole movie. Well, yeah, there's that. And then there's at one point earlier, like, I think it's, I think it's with Slade where Slade calls him goofsters and Cyborg throws a rubber chicken at his head. (laughs) And you go, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. The, The team takes out Slade together, defeating him and his giant robot with a remix of their song, Go, after Slade teased them about defeating himself with it. Slade, who manages to use his remaining strength to get out from his destroyed robot, passes out after admitting that the Titans rap is dope and the Titans all celebrate. (laughs) I'll admit it. It was dope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Robin under mind control is freaking scary. (laughs) Yeah, it just made his eyes like pure white and crazy looking. So, no, yeah, it was was good. Right, you know... My boy, my favorite guy, Cyborg, brings him back. Yep. You know, and I like how they, the tape literally picked up right where it left off in the beginning of the movie when they were watching it. And that's when, you know, he gets all pissed, but then, you know, you got to watch the rest of the movie. Got right. this whole thing. Right. And I also want to say this. Robin, when he is under the influence, if you will, is exactly how I like to play Arkham Asylum. Just trash everybody from a higher level of everybody else. <laughs> Like, he looks like he's on level 14. Everybody's at level two. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, 
we get the Teen Titans Go remix. And what I love about this is you start with the song and you end with the song. The lyrics are the same, but now it's like they've all figured out even better ways to use their powers. Like Starfire's not hugging kitty balloons anymore. She's using her friggin' like beams of shit and blowing things away. And even Beast Boy, who showed up as a porcupine at the beginning to make the guy fart, that now he's a fucking jaguar. <laughs> oh, now they're actually being real superheroes. Okay, I will say this, and maybe I'll say it later, I don't know. But going from the very beginning, the porcupines pop the balloon, right? I know where you're going with this, yeah. How come none of the bullets did? When the anything... police were shooting at him. Yeah. Oh. I thought that whole thing was a dig at the state push marshmallow man. It absolutely was. <laughs> Abs Steve, see, now you're picking it up, man. You're starting to see this shit now. It's not just DC, it's everything. It is everything. Okay. Uh, and you hear somebody go, well, they save all the superheroes. And somebody goes, what about the other superheroes? Oh, yeah. And they bring them all back, except for the challengers. <laughs> <laughs> Because nobody cares. No one cares. The heroes all congratulate Robin and the other Titans for their heroism, with Robin admitting that he has learned to be himself. When he tries to go on, everyone demands that they cut to the credits immediately, with Robin attempting to stall so that kids can ask their parents questions. Starfire tells him this isn't that type of movies for that. Robin then swings up to the screen to tell the kids, ask your parents where babies come from, and the credits roll. <laughs> It was just silly humor. I mean, it was like... Hmm. It was great. I was like, wow. These people don't give a shit. <laughs> no, when I stop and think about it, if, if kids are supposed to be watching all this and then all of a sudden that comes up, I can just see a bunch of good... Yeah, where do your babies come from? <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, in a mid credit scene, the Teen Titans from the 2003 series show up on a distorted screen telling the viewers that... They may have found a way back. Wow. Didn't forget about their other TV show? Seriously, this movie remembered everything. <laughs> I did not stick around for the mid credit scene or the post scene. I didn't see him. Ah. Uh, I know. You know, and it's and, and this is all on me. I'm 100% on the blame for that. I can't believe you didn't do that. <laughs> even movies that any movie now, any movie I watch, I fast forward to the end. Yeah. Through all the credits. To see, and eight out of 10 times, there's never usually there. I mean, I know in a superhero movie, there should be, um, but nope, I didn't stick around. Unbelievable. It's like you never learned a thing from Marvel. <laughs> no, and you know what? And then you get burned because I would have thought there would have been a good post-credit scene at the end of Secret Invasion. Nope. Nope. Nothing. Uh-uh. Uh, and in a post-credit scene, the challengers of the unknown are still trapped in the portal with their leader, Ace Morgan, postulating that they may have missed the movie. <laughs> you didn't forget about them. The circle is complete in this movie. Well done, DC. You just made arguably your best movie since the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. And that's all, folks. The, writing, the, the writing's great. According to the top critics at Rotten Tomatoes, it has a tomato meter reading of 90%, 27 fresh reviews, and three rotten. The critics on average get this film a 7.1 out of 10. So even though it's a 90, that average was a 7 out of 10. But remember, they're comparing this to The Godfather. A 7 out of 10 is pretty fucking good. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I'm not, I'm actually not surprised that the tomato meter is that high. Yeah. Because I feel like, 
the critics, you know, they need to see this movie. They know a lot more background going into it, and I think they appreciate it more. The critic consensus says, Teen Titans Go to the Movies distills the enduring appeal of its colorful characters into a charmingly lighthearted adventure whose wacky humor fuels its infectious fun and belies a surprising level of intelligence. Yes. <laughs> uh, but let's see what the three dipshits had to say that didn't like this movie. Oh. Uh, Carla Meyer of the San Francisco Chronicle says, quote, Teen Titans never reaches that sweet spot where adult and kid humor align in a single gag. Carla doesn't have children. I think it was <laughs> well... Uh, I think it was well... To be honest, I think there's more adult humor than there is kid humor in this. Oh, I think it was a mixture of both. Because, well, it is a mixture, but I think I think adults will appreciate this movie more than the kids will. Uh, the kids will be like, "Oh, it's a cartoon, it's right. fun, yeah, yeah, Robin Tea Titan, you know that." But the adults are going to be like, "Oh." <laughs> Jeffrey McNabb, like Jeffrey McNabb of the Independent, <laughs> Russ Krim, Independent. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, it says, quote, spun off from a Cartoon Network TV series, this is a self-reflexive exercise. Yeah, that's what spinoffs are, dumbass. And finally, Simon it. Abrams of the Village Voice says, quote, most of the gags in this pandering spoof are about their own schematic nature. They're jokes about how you're smarter than the jokes. I thought that was the point. <laughs> right? <laughs> They're making fun of themselves. Oh, spoofs about themselves. Oh, Simon. <laughs> he got the assignment. He just didn't <laughs> understand it. The audience score, which is the average rating the audience gives this film, is a 3.36 out of 5 with 71% agreeing it's a 3 or higher. But the movie's so I guess the Yeah, go ahead. They were, were they, they were kind of right on point with the critics. Um, they gave it a 7.1 7 out, 7 out of 10. 3.371. What's a th well 3.36 out of 5 is a 67%. So the critics like this more than the audience did. Okay. Yeah. Um movie's over. Were you entertained when you saw this, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, it was pleasant. I was I I was entertained. Yes, how about you? Uh absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely loved this. Um, this this is one of the this is now uh, Josh has quoted the uh, Josh has used this term several times. This has become comfort food movie for me. Yes, I agree. Yeah, or I can watch this can and be like, it. okay, I'm in a happy place right now. I don't care how how it is. Mm -hmm. um, but okay, let's figure out if the Ward's got it right. Well, sadly, this was the year of Spider Man into the Spider Verse which I think we can both agree is a better movie than this. Uh, yes, yes. As an animated movie, I think it's better. I, I, the, the writing is really clever. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking, I'm not saying that Spider-Man and the Spider-Man doesn't have good writing. It does, but. It was also, I, a, it was also a really cool art style that they used for that movie. Oh, hell yeah. It was, it was something you've never seen before. Yeah, and, the, and you'll talk about it later, I'm sure, about the art style. This is very Cartoon Network style. Yes. So it didn't get nominated for any Academy Awards or Golden Globes or Saturn Awards or MTV Movie Awards or Golden Raspberry Awards. No one even knew this existed. No, like you said, it only made like 
50, 51 50 mil. mil. Yeah. And, you know, it was in a crap, a crap load of theaters, too. Right. Uh, okay, here we go. Top three, bottom three. This is where we talk about the three things we want to highlight in this movie, and then the three things that we are bad, unforgivable, or downright travesties. We'll start with the top three. Go for it, Steve. What are your top three? Uh, I thought it was fun all around. It, from beginning to end, it was just a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I Number two, I love the mashup of all the different type of superheroes. But my number one, by far, I think you'll agree with me, the writing is so clever, and it's perfect for this movie. I'm almost going to say, now that I've reread through this, I've watched it twice and reading it again here, I got to put the writing up there with some of the best movies in film. Like this, it, it's tough to top this one. If you did this in a live action movie, oh, it wouldn't work. No. This would be way too over the top. So that's why I say it's perfect for this movie. So um, deep. Well, I mean, I try not to be. I don't try not to be too much of a thinking movie. Rub, um, rubs it off. Well, this is, this is, oh. <laughs> Where, yeah, where's that one? It's down there. <laughs> <laughs> it's down there. Okay, what are your top three? Okay, my number three. The way this movie makes fun of the movie industry and their obsession with superhero movies is done very respectfully and cleverly so it doesn't feel cruel at any point. Uh, my number two, every joke is well done. The movie works for all age groups. And my number one, I know, I'm a fan. The songs are few and far between, but the three songs there are, are good and short enough to not get in the way. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. They're not very long songs at all. No. And if they if it feels like to be a long song, they just run the tiger over with the sex and it's over. Okay. <laughs> Bottom three, Steve, time to vent. Go for it. I thought I was gonna get more waffles. And I know I was specifically <laughs> looking for it. You missed the one scene. I, I missed it. I missed it, you know? And because that's what I remember from watching the TV show. And it wasn't, it was like one episode where it was all about waffles, but then they used that subtle joke throughout the TV series. And I thought I was going to get, actually, I thought I was going to get a song and dance out of it too. Honestly, but Steve, this is funny this, because earlier you said that you barely watched this show. It just plays in the background. It does, but there's a the couple times I've sat down and actually watched it. That's what I'm envisioning. That's what was left in my mind. Caitlin, what do you think? You are a compulsive liar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, number two, I at times I just thought it was a little too silly for me. Yeah. Um, and my number one, and you're not gonna like it, but the songs they were they were average at best. I wasn't. I mean, the one I liked probably the most was the Michael Bolton. That one fit the best. But then after that, I was like, I can't remember what it is. You know, you're gonna have to tell me what it is. And you played them, so I they were they were they were they were okay. Dang. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> that's Caitlin (laughs) oh she's got a few on here where you're like Jesus Christ that's her like Uh. (laughs) you should have played that one over this I can't Okay, my number three. The animation style is a step behind everything else in this movie. Add some shading or something. There's a clear distinction between The Simpsons and The Simpsons movie. Uh, My number two, it wasn't long enough for me. I could have used another 10 minutes of this. And my number one, 
Balloon man at the beginning can block bullets, but not porcupine quills. I'm just trying to find something for number one at this point. That's uh, yeah. That 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 is kind of a little bit. I don't even know if that. No, it's too big to be a nitpick. No, that's not too big to be a nitpick. Balloon man is too big, but that's that's literally <laughs> like a a five second joke, and that's about it. Yeah. That, so, that yeah, it, it was like it was like that awkward fart joke where it lasts a little bit too longer than you want to think, then it starts getting awkward. Right. But that's the point of the joke. That's the point of it, though. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we use an A to F scale for a critic's rating here. A C is considered average. A plus is the highest. F is the lowest. If the movie is, is so bad, it receives Fs from all the hosts. It goes to a new category of movie. Why do I keep saying new? It's not a new category of movie. It is the global planet, but the movie planet, global killer, and solo a Star Wars story should be in there. God damn it. But JC gave it 100%. Uh, question is, what do you give 2018's Teen Titans go to the movies in the animated movie genre by today's standards. Steve, the flow is yours. Thank you. As an animated movie, this does not live up to what good animation is. Disney animation back in the 90s, in my opinion, looked better than that. But I believe animation is tough to judge as time moves on because it, to me, it's really, it's art. Art is very subjective. I mean, somebody duct taped up a banana to a wall and it sold for $120,000. So it's tough for me to really judge animation. If I had to, oh, it's good at best. Where this movie really hits is the writing. I can imagine the writers were laughing hysterically while writing this movie. If they presented this to a studio, it would be tough to get through this whole entire screenplay without people busting out laughing, tears flowing, all that other stuff. The music is okay to me, I, I'm, and I love music in films. Michael Bolton is great. I'm surprised he took on this movie. But then again, he's now known for doing those over-the-top comedy songs. Anything with Lonely Island, Jack Sparrow, you know, he does those silly kind of songs now. Yep. So it wasn't surprised that he kind of took this. Overall, as an animation movie, it holds up and half of my stuff is missing. <laughs> That's what you have there, Steve. I, I wrote more than this. <laughs> That's all you have there, man. Should we go I back? Really thought I Let's go back and see. I thought, I, I thought I wrote a whole lot more than that. Nothing got really. Unless you just left it, let it go there. Let's see. Last uh, edit yesterday. I feel like that's extremely short. It is. I thought it was short when I looked at it the other day. I was like, Jesus, that's all I wrote. Well, this is huh. well, this is new. So, Steve, based on your limited judgment. <laughs> I, 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 th this movie has me at a loss for work. Okay. So, I, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> this has never happened before. <laughs> this has never happened. I've never written this, this, 
I, I literally feel like my mind just like I got up from the computer and just left, but apparently I thought I had a lot more typed out than this. So, okay, I mean, as an animation movie, it still holds up. I think the writing alone, it's okay. I look at I look at our pantheon here. And uh I've never seen Spirit Away, I've never seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. Is it better than Toy Story 4? Yes. There's no way I can't put it against Toy Story 4. That's one of my lowest ones. Yeah. Along with Toy Story 3. Yeah. As a movie, do I think it's better than Toy Story, the first one? I think I told you this yesterday. I I would put Toy Story over this. I like that original idea. Yeah. Um, so I think this firmly sits at at a B plus. A B plus. I would put it right there with Toy Story 2 at an 88. Okay. And I, you know, the writing is, I, I, the writing alone keeps this well above average. And I, and me, B plus is an above average movie. I guess for me, there's a lot of things I miss. I think you have to have to really appreciate this movie. You have to go in with a little bit more background knowledge to really get a like. I mean, when you mentioned in the beginning, all those Easter eggs and those member berries, I'm like, I missed a lot of those. Yeah. And I'm just, I, I guess I'm now realizing I'm just your average DC fan, which is crazy because when we first met, I remember I love Batman, love Superman. But I I guess now I think about, I like all just the big properties, all the little, like the challenges of the unknown <laughs> now, <laughs> or anything else in there. Now, Steve, so, I, I want to warn you here because I, you've had a problem with Master of the Universe in the past. Uh, is this something that, as time goes on, you'll be like, eh, it probably deserves to be a little bit higher. I probably would have, would have to watch it again, but I have really no desire to ever watch this again. Oh. She ain't gonna win this match either. Okay, here we go. Uh, sorry, wrong, wrong clip. So, but anyways, sorry for the uh, low cut. Um, please. Enlighten us on what you think that this movie should be. Okay, look, this is several types of movies all wrapped up in one. It's a comedy, it's an animated movie, it's a comic book movie. I feel like when I nominated this, I could have gone in several directions. And in retrospect, I almost wish I had nominated for the comic book pantheon. If Deadpool can stay up there for that long, what does this movie do that this one doesn't humor-wise beyond curse word? But it is an animated movie, and I think it rightfully belongs here amongst the pseudo-serious Spirited Away and the Pixar darlings. We need a movie here that is pure cartoon fun. And that's where this movie, I think, is second to none. SpongeBob isn't even this funny. What's brilliant here is that they took a concept that is very common in every comic book movie and turned it into a vehicle to mock Hollywood in general and people's obsession with becoming famous. It takes on streaming in Hollywood and the argument of quantity versus quality. It even shows that as people become more famous, they sacrifice their attachments for the attention. The writing is incredibly clever and the plot is never sacrificed for a bit you feel lasts too long. Every bit has a legitimate reason for being there. It's almost like they tried to answer every question a cynic would have about this movie and kept the train on the rails doing it. The rewatchability for this movie is really high also. Every time I watch this, I see something new in the background or I get a joke I totally missed earlier. And the sad part is, it doesn't feel outdated. 
In fact, since 2018, this movie has become more relevant than ever, especially regarding the quantity versus quality argument. Streaming of services have turned people into zombies as they try to take in all of the content that these companies are just shoving out there. So much so that they will defend it with no regard to whether it's good or not. This movie knows what it is and it embraces it so tight it almost pops. The voice acting here is fantastic beyond the Teen Titans from Will Arnett to Kristen Bell to Nick Cage. I laughed through this whole movie all the way through and I'm glad we got to watch it for the show. To me, let me save this. For a movie based on a show I'd never watch because I'm clearly too old for it, to connect with me so much because of my love for this genre, to take the piss out of it, and I still think it's great because of its comedic absurdity and good-natured fun, I think it deserves its place in the Pantheon as an example of how to make fun of something respectfully. Teen Titans, you go! This movie's an A- minus to me. Very well done. So, when we review... I'm actually a little surprised. When, when we go back to these, uh, Teen Titans will be fitting in in the number six spot. It pushing Toy Story 4 down. Uh, I gave Teen Titans Go the movies the exact same grade I gave Toy Story 2. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was looking at the wrong numbers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but I couldn't put it I couldn't give it a grade. I couldn't give it Toy Story 3's grade. And Toy Story Your 3. Reasoning. Well, the reasoning why is Toy Story 3, um, the heart that you get in Teen Titans Goes to the Movies, it's not the same kind of heart you get in Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3 is funny just like Toy uh, just like Teen Titans is funny. But the heart, the parts that make you really think and sit with your emotions for a second in Toy Story 3, they're not in this movie. And I know it's not that kind of movie. And so in that regard, Toy Story 3 does more than to Teen Titans does. So the more is why I've got to knock it down a half a point. That being said, okay. if we were to ever do Inside Out, that would be my first 100% in this entire pantheon. Oh God, yeah, that is, does really good. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so our pantheon is Spirited Away at number one, Toy Story 3 at number two, Toy Story at number three, Fantastic Mr. Fox at number four, uh, Toy Story 2 at number 5 and Teen Titans Go! The Movies is number 6 followed by Forky I mean even though there are 7 now in there it's 7 A minuses <laughs> it's exactly it's really tight I yeah. mean you're like I mean it's it's exactly oh, it could be exactly like what the Compa Pantheon is with a quarter of the movies. Oh yeah. You know? And I will say and it's, I, it makes it just as tough. I'll say this. Uh I'm predicting that just through grades alone, Teen Titans Go the movies will leapfrog Toy Story 2. Cause I know JC's sense of humor. Mm -hmm. It'll push that up there. I know Josh loves middle fingers in movies. Yes, he does. That'll boost this one up also. And uh, who knows if we can ever get a hold of Joel or Sam again. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just thinking of the other animated ones off the top of the head. I mean, you mentioned Inside Out. Boom. Yeah. There's a great one. Um, Moana. Love that movie. Um, any of the more recent. Uh, 
any of the Disney movies. I Wait, mean, what if you okay? I how about this? Any, Lion King from the nineties. Some of these don't set up well as what they used to, like Aladdin. Beauty and the Beast. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're all great stories. Yeah. They're all great, great animated. You know, I mean, my my kids have been on the Aladdin kick recently. Sleeping Beauty, <laughs> Cinderella. Sleeping Beauty, Aurora doesn't have toes. <laughs> How many times I've watched that? Aurora doesn't have toes. There, there are some things I can pick apart in Sleeping Beauty. Uh, I've seen that a handful of times. Maybe, maybe we should. Maybe that should be our 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 next summer plan. Is let's do the first four Disney movies that were in theaters. Whoa, like Pinocchio, Snow White, and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, that's that's a rough. That's rough. I can't get past Snow White's voice. It's so high pitched, annoying. That's okay. Well, hey, that's the, uh, let's get a critics hats off. Do you love this movie? Like this movie or none of the above? I love this movie. It is an upbeat, inspirational movie about Hollywood life. <laughs> Steve, how about you? It's a good movie. I, it's, it's a like for me. I've seen it, but I've seen it once. So I'm good. I, well, <laughs> why want I have Eli sit down and watch this? I don't know. Maybe he's starting to watch things a little differently now. I, I just keep going back to that dark moment where they push his parents down the dark hallway. <laughs> <sighs> I get in trouble. Okay. Well, that's all we got time for the movie, movie Planeteers. Next week, uh, I don't know what we're watching. We'll figure it out at some point. Uh, but you can email the Movie Planet using the address movieplanetpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean and give us a four or five star review. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, and follow our Instagram. The opinions expressed on the Movie Planet podcast are those of the individual hosts. The Movie Planet podcast is not affiliated with, prepared for, approved, or licensed by any entity that created any films discussed or reviewed herein. All movie clips and music included in the podcast are the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders. They are included here for the purpose of review, and no infringement is intended. Steve, any last words? Well, I'm so glad we saved room for last words. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening and happy movie watching. We're out. See ya.